0: Hey guys, happy Monday. Today really is a happy Monday for me. I'm not lying this time. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to thank everyone who reached out to me about last week's episode and so many of you had so many sweet and positive things to say. I really appreciate it. I also heard from quite a few people who said that episode helped them understand their anxiety a little better as well. So that was great to hear too. I wanted to do a little mental health check and let everyone know that this week I'm at like a solid nine. Like, I don't want to go full 10 and say everything's perfect because when is life really perfect? But I'm definitely at a solid nine. I have been doing my self help care practice this week, getting up early when my body says it's time to get up, writing down little affirmations organizing my brain, like I like to say, really just getting everything out of my head, getting lots of sleep and doing the minimal things to make me feel better on a daily basis. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to introduce our guest. Her name is Rachel. She's a sex therapist turned sex coach. and Her journey started when she joined Pure Romance about seven years ago, which led her back to school for sex therapy. Shortly after she started her podcast, Owning Your Sexual Self, and now she runs a six-figure business with Pure Romance, as well as running a successful online sex coaching business for women, looking to kickstart their desire. In a nutshell, Rachel helps women discover and embrace what brings them pleasure so they can own their sexual self. Let's get into the episode girl stop talking all the shit that people are thinking but not saying i'm not even like drunk i've just been like drinking does my podcast offend you men if you're listening i apologize in advance women hey bitches are you ready are you still talking girl stop talking And we're live. Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi,
1: I'm so good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. You're my first like real interview um, for this whole thing that I've been doing. And I've been doing this for just a little over two months. So it's definitely new to me. If I fumble or seem a little nervous, I'll relax a little bit here.
1: You should have took a shot before, like, smoking going, I don't know what your taste is. Okay,
0: I love that. I actually have, I've been really anxious, so I haven't been smoking a whole lot, and I actually, um, I'm trying not to drink for, like, 30 days is my goal, so I'm seven days in, but I was on the phone with my boyfriend, and I'm like, I really wish I could have a drink right now, (laughs) because you're right, it totally does just, like, settle your nerves.
1: Yeah. And it's fine. I mean, yeah, I've been podcasting now for a year and a half and you'll run into stuff like this and you just go with the flow and you know, I'm a pod, like I said, I have one too. So I've been here, done that. It's, it's totally fine, but I'm honored to be your first guest.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. And I was so happy you reached out to me. I was like, look at me doing big things. (laughs) Well, before we get all into like the whole sex and everything we're going to be talking about, um, I wanted to get to know a little more about you. So I know you said you worked with pure romance and you've been with them for seven years. Um, is that kind of how you got into the whole sex industry?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. Um, I would say pure romance was the first time I was in more of a sex-positive industry. So my background, I have a master's degree in social work, and when I was interning and right out of grad school, I was working um, with sexual assault survivors. Um, and so in that platform, it was really this negativity around sex and a lot of shame and, you know, obviously a traumatic, traumatic situations there that I was helping people through. So after I got done doing that, I a few years later, started pure romance and that's when I started doing parties, I started realizing how much women didn't have the sexual health education that is like very much needed and so that's really what had me um decide to go back to school so i went through the university of michigan sex therapy and sexuality education program and even then like going through that year-long program at the end of that i was like holy fuck like there's still so much that i don't know yeah the world of sex. i mean there's it's endless you know and it's always changing so i i just i love it so much (laughs)
0: yeah no that's awesome And you kind of answered my next question i was going to ask like what made you want to get in To it, and that probably stemmed from seeing the negative side and being able to turn that and see a positive side from that, right?
1: yeah that and then when you if you've ever attended a pure romance party or anybody listening have, has ever been to one before when you are ready to do the ordering you order one-on-one privately with the consultant and when you get into that room it's like the doors open right so that gives you women just an opportunity to ask any questions that they might have been scared to ask their doctor about or tell a friend about you know it's like i just feel like pure romance consultants are really on the front line of sexual health education and depending on the type of party you went to it could have been something that was you know super fun maybe it was a little bit more raunchy risque whatever you will my parties are super educational because I have that therapy background so when women are coming to my parties they're learning things about their bodies they're learning about you know pro masturbation and sexual desire and normalizing that and then they get in the shopping room like okay so tell me tell yeah. me this tell me about the butt stuff tell me about like how often can I masturbate without like it becoming addiction you know and so that That's when I was like, "All right, I want to go back to school for this, so that I can give people my best, you know, the best information and the most information I possibly
0: can." Yeah, that's so awesome. I love it because it is—it's so much more than just sex. There's so much more to learn behind it and to. I think now we're coming into this whole time where like it's more uh, like socially okay for women to talk openly about their sex life and their sexual desires and their pleasure Um, but that wasn't always the case so I really think that's awesome that you went the extra mile to get the knowledge behind um, to be able to inform women a lot more like properly yeah
1: Thank you. I mean, yeah, it's definitely worth it. I mean, that just opened up the door to so many other possibilities. You know.
0: Yeah. Um. So, how long have you been doing the sex coaching?
1: So, I've been, so I worked three years in private practice as a sex therapist. And then just recently at the end of 2020 is when I stepped away from private practice and then I launched my own coaching business. Um, and it, I feel like my coaching, it, it still brings in what I have done as a therapist in the, pa- in the past, but it's definitely more authentic to me. You know, if you've ever been to therapy before, you know, it's a little bit frowned upon for the therapist to share her sex life with you. Right. And for me as a coach, like that's how I can connect with people is by sharing my personal experiences and how I've gone on this whole like self-pleasure self-love journey and you know being able to share my stories helps other people start or continue their own journey with that so now I'm in a coaching role so that'll be that'll be a year in I think honestly October is a year
0: that's so awesome um what as far as being a sex therapist like what kind of schooling do you have to do to like earn that title
1: Great question. So the, there's only a few ASEC accredited um, schools that you can go to, University of Michigan being one of them. Um, so this program is about 10, 10 or 11 months long. Uh, you have to hold a postgraduate graduate certificate, so you have to have a uh, bachelor's degree or above to be able to uh, be a part of the program. And then from there, so you when you complete that program, you get your certificate of completion. Uh, and then from there, if you want to become certified as either a sex therapist, a sexuality educator, or a sex uh, counselor, then there's about a two long time frame where you practice under supervision and meet weekly or monthly uh, with your supervisor, to talk about cases and things like that. Um, so there's, there's not... I'm going to say there's only a few hundred uh, asex certified sex therapists in the world. Wow. Um, so it's something that I find personally, it's like, I, you can get the certific- certification or you can't either way, you can still do this work um, and, and still touch so many people's lives. So it really just depends on kind of the route that you want to take with your degree.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's so awesome. So do you have a pretty big clientele as far as um, the, how the coaching goes right now?
1: Is that your yeah, is so that your main I, source of income? Um, So Pure Romance is still my main source of income. I've been with them for uh, seven years, and I lead a million-dollar team. Um, So that is, yeah, that's still my primary source of income. With the coaching practice, um, I work individually with with clients, and then I also run group programs. So that can vary um, depending on how many women will engage in my group programs. Um, And I'll say with it being I'm still in my first full year of this, um, definitely not to where I want to be with it, but, with you know, with that being said, anybody that's ever ran or started their own business around here, you know that it's like you have to do things one day at a time. And through podcasting and things like that and social media, uh, I feel like every day I'm just reaching more people and I'm getting my content, my message across. And to me, that's really, that's what I'm here for. Like I'm trying to get women to have as many orgasms as they possibly can throughout their lifetime. And whether or not they pay me to be able to make that happen for them or not, either way, that's, but that's the legacy that I
0: want to leave when I leave this world. Yeah, I love everything about that. That's amazing. So I know we're going to touch base a little bit um, into the female sexual desire. Um, could you explain like what that is from your perspective? Yeah, so
1: female sexual desire is... First off, a motherfucker. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's literally how I feel like we have to start this conversation because there are so many women. That's the number one thing that women come to me for. So female sexual desire is also known as your libido, uh, your desire, your arousal. Um, basically the the feeling of you wanting to have sex or desiring sex or craving sex. That's what your you know female sexual desire is. And about eighty percent of women in the world struggle with with desire issues. Um, so eighty percent of women we fall into category of a reactive desire the other side of that is spontaneous desire which 80 percent of men fall into the spontaneous desire category so if you're in a heterosexual couple you often are probably experiencing something called desire discrepancy where one partner wants to have sex all the time the other partner is hardly even ever thinking about sex and so that can create some animosity in the relationship so for winning, and so many people don't know this and it, it is such a needed thing for us to know is that our body literally has a process that we go through. Um, and on average that process takes about 15 to 20 minutes for, for our bodies to go through to prepare for sex. So I can go into yes. a lot more detail about that, but that I want to keep your, I want to answer your question to the basis basic of it and see what you got. Next. No,
0: I, I love that. I think, I mean, Foreplay is so important. So important. And I'm sure that stems to where it's like the 15, 20 minute round, right? Of where you have to be like physically, emotionally, mentally stimulated in order to achieve like a better orgasm.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you said foreplay. Foreplay is literally my favorite F word ever. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll add that, it has to be enjoyable foreplay. Yeah. So 15 to 20 minutes of enjoyable foreplay for women to be fully ready for sex, for our body to go through that cycle. Whereas men, it takes two minutes for them to be fully erect. So there's there's a huge time gap there, right? Right. So I, I think that it needs to be enjoyable because, you know, if you're someone that is not into making out, you're not into giving or receiving oral, you're not to nipple play and that's what your partner is spending that 15 to 20 minutes doing It's literally doing nothing for you. And if I go back to that reactive desire thing, that means for women, the majority of us need something to happen in order for us to react to it in a desirable way and and to be able to react to it in a way that then our arousal switch is turned on. So we need to know as women, like that's why masturbation is so important. We need to know what the fuck turns us on because how am I supposed to expect my partner to know what turns me on if I don't even know it myself to where I can give them direction, you
0: know? Right, and I feel like that's one of the things that is hard for women that I've heard just like through friends and stuff, it's like to even be able to tell their partner or their significant other like what it is that they want. And mm-hmm. I, I think half of it is probably like because they don't know because they're not masturbating or giving themselves self-pleasure. But then I think the other half of it is just like this anxiousness of like being stuck in their in their own head. So mm-hmm. is are there any... Are there any tips that you could give women um, right now to kind of get out of their comfort zone to be able to like speak more on what they, it is that they want in the bedroom?
1: Yeah, for sure. And to add what you said too, I think those two reasons are are very common why women don't speak up and I think there's another piece of it too is that they're scared to offend their partner, right? We have yeah. this this cop worship mentality going on basically in our life and and it can become really negative. So, sometimes women are like, "Oh gosh, well I don't I feel like I'm telling him I'm doing it wrong." So, yeah, I have many tips for that. So, first, if you are not yet practicing your own self-pleasure, I highly, highly, highly recommend doing that. Um, you know, you can start slow. You can start even just with non-genital touching. Um, if you go to my website, I have a freebie on there that you can get. Uh, if you go to rachelmain.com and it's a basically a self pleasure guide that you can download. So, I oh, love that. You are, yeah, I will definitely, <laughs> link that you, I'll definitely send you a direct link to that. Absolutely. Um, but even if you if you start with with your clothes on even let's say for somebody that is just this is super super new to them starting with your clothes on and doing non-genital touching so caressing your legs your arms maybe your hair anything like that for, for five minutes, you know, in, alone, set the mood, whatever you need to do. Uh, and then maybe you do that same thing the next day or the next week without your clothes on. You know, it's really just getting in tune with your body. Then you move to genitals. So maybe touching your breasts. I'm literally, I always do this. Every time I record, I'm literally <laughs> really like 2nd basing myself on this video. Um, but, you know, like working to caress your to caress your nipples and feeling what that, that feels like. Uh, literally doing that long enough to feel your nipples become erect. Right. Um, you know, exploring your labia, exploring your vagina, exploring the clitoris, you know, doing a mirror, looking at your parts, what seeing what, what it looks like down there if you've never had.
0: Right. And this is basically getting comfortable with yourself so you're able to like tell the other person what it is that you want.
1: I was going to say, if you if you start first, especially for someone that's listening, because you have I, I wish I could just tell, tell somebody, like, yeah, go stick your finger in your vagina and, and feel around what feels great. But there's so many women that if I say that, they're like, oh, shit, like, I can't do that. And they completely shut down. So if you're someone listening and you feel like you need to start from a very, very basic state of, of touching your arm with your clothes on in an erotic way, start there. Yeah. Uh, when you can gradually make that connection with your body, then you start in that self-pleasure practice. that when you can figure out, like, let me use the clear for example when you can figure out which angle you like it at if you like a certain vibration if you like a tapping if you like a pressure if you like a finger insertion or not right when you know these things it's so much easier for you to use that positive language in the bedroom and tell your partner things like oh I, I really like when you do it like this or I really like when you push here or, I really like when you insert here touch here and yes. saying, no don't do that or that doesn't feel good or I don't like that you want to take that negative language out of the bedroom altogether. Together.
0: Right. And just keep it positive so that it, it fuels that energy. Like this is okay. I don't like it, but let's try something different. That's mm-hmm. the one thing you said about like, like trying to finger yourself. I was going to make a joke and like, do you see these nails girl? <laughs> a girl can't finger herself with these freaking nails. Um, so I, I myself like to use toys, um, but not everybody likes the same kind of toy. Right. Because I think I read somewhere that like, um, only 20% of women Uh, orgasm internally Um, is there a good external toy versus a good internal toy that you would recommend to the viewers or listeners
1: yeah for sure so uh, we have a toy at Fairmix, it's called Opening Act, and it's purple, we can link it to in your show notes as well, um, and it literally looks like sperm. So once I say that, when you see it online, you're like, oh yeah, that's definitely it. So it's a literally purple sperm, and it's a toy that you can actually use internally or externally. Oh. So the, it's, it's such a good clitoral vibrator because when you have it directly on the clitoris, it has a very kind of like like a bulb like this big, not like a wand style, like head to it, but a pretty good size bulb. And when you use that for your clitoral stimulation, you're triggering both the left and the right side of the clitoris. So you're literally triggering all of the legs that kind of fall behind the labia, which is magical, right, for you to experience that. Um, and then, as I said, you can use it internally, too. So for someone that's exploring and wanting to really just learn more about their body, I highly recommend that toy. Plus, it has 30 vibrations to it. Like, Oh, shit, that's you know, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know, like, you know, I don't know if I like fluttering or I don't know if I like constant simulation like girl let me just tell you this is the best 30-day challenge you will ever fucking do so please go get you an opening act if you don't have one yet because it is it is literally the bomb.com
0: Yay. I love that. It was so hard for me to find a toy for masturbation that worked best for me because I, um, I orgasm from internal pleasure mainly. And I found that after I do have an orgasm, usually like any touch to the clitoris is like, it's like way too much. I don't want to say that it like hurts, but it's like, it's so intense to where it's like not something that I'm like wanting to be stimulated so I, I went yeah. through like a couple of them one was like a little like bullet it was you know a couple inches long and then the other one was like a mini wand but again that's like that's external and so I'm like none of this is working for me so obviously like I've listened to a lot of sex podcasts and, um, got some recommendations from there and I found one based off of Wee Vibe, which it's not a Wee Vibe. it's like, it's a different brand, but it's like a C almost. And like the inside is like a decent size, like decent, I don't want to say like dildo size, but like a decent size for pleasure for that, like internal pleasure. And then it also has a warming feature on it oh Oh my god that changed the game literally changed the game (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to i don't know what it's called i'll have to put that in here too but yeah if if anyone's listening and you're listening you want some internal pleasure i got the vibrator for you
1: yeah please share that because I'm like anything warm is, is so beneficial for women too because that helps increase your blood flow and when you have increased blood flow it's easier to achieve an orgasm
0: oh I didn't know that yeah and then it also like the vibe it vibrates like the inside vibrate vibrates separately from the outside so like it has the clit vibrator as well and so usually like I'll wait until I'm almost there and then I just click the vibration on the external vibrator too and it's like game over we're done (laughs) And we're done. Um, okay. So I had one, I don't want to usually do listener questions way at the end, but I've kind of incorporated a couple because I felt like they would start a good conversation. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about squirting. One of my listeners, she wrote in and she said she's never squirted before, but she wants to be able to. She just doesn't know how. She's never done it with like um, ma- ma- in masturbation or um, in intercourse. Are, is there any tips that ha- would help someone achieve, you know, to be able to squirt?
1: yeah definitely um out for anybody that's out there wanting to know how to do this if you're not yet quote unquote a squirter i want people to know there's nothing wrong with that yeah um but essentially the so this comes from generally stimulation um, internally, so internally to the either the G or the A spot. So if you were to take your two fingers and you insert them vaginally you give a come here motion um, and it's almost like you're stroking internally, that's typically where you're going to feel that, that G-spot orgasm, but also that typically that's where people then ex- experience squirting. Um, now, if you have a partner yourself I was really skilled and you can have those two, in, those two fingers inserted and then your thumb placed over the clitoris, and it's almost like you were saying, we with your u-shaped vibrator it's almost like you're doing like this internally back and forth mm-hmm. so you're you're getting internally and you're getting the clitoral stimulation here it's like a combination of that it's triggering that gland that we squirt from basically
0: oh okay i knew about the first one you talked about um the second one i didn't so that's super interesting to know do you know i've done some reading on this as far as like what squirt is you mentioned it's a gland
1: Mm -hmm. so you are triggering the skein's gland inside of the vagina and it's so what what's squirting like what the fluid actually is it's a combination of many things so it's a combination of vaginal discharge a combination of your of water it's a combination of urine um it's basically but it's different than vaginal discharge and it's different from urine you know so a lot of people feel like oh my gosh am i peeing um, and it's not this, it's not like you're peeing on somebody, right? Peeing, you can control and you can stop right. urinating if you wanted to and squirting, you can't. Um, so I feel like it's, I consider it like nature's way of celebrating basically. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you're, you know, for a lot of women too, they're like, how do I stop squirting? Yeah. Like, Girl, sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I
0: feel like, cause, oh my God, I'm really throwing myself out here right now. I'm a huge squirter and I have been mm-hmm. for you know, most of my sex life, I would say. And I had, there was a lot of shame around it because when I first started having sex, I didn't understand like what it, what was happening, what it was, if it was pee, if it wasn't pee. Cause like, it almost feels like you're about to pee, but you're not getting that. Like, like you said, you can control that. You can stop that. And with squirting, you can't, like, it's just, it's going. Um, (laughs) But yeah. And so when this first happened to me, I clearly was with a fuck boy who was probably had a girlfriend and he got pissed because like I soaked his bed and he was like, why didn't you tell me we could have put a towel down, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this has never happened to me before. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Um. So yeah. Anyways, I just wanted to like share that was like a little funny. Obviously, now I feel like, like, well, the I feel like men love it.
1: And that's such a like that just goes hand in hand with the conversation that we had earlier. Is like the the sex education that we receive in the world. Like, can you imagine if your fucking high school teacher of sex ed would have been like, and here's what you need to know about squirting, right? Oh my god! No, no way in hell would that ever happen. And educate. I I pray that day does come, but literally how many girls like you who have, have our squirters like had that education and known like oh i'm not weird i'm not normal there's not something wrong with me because my body is doing this right like that's literally why i do the work that i do because it yes. shit pisses me off here that you experience shame around that like yeah it's it's literally an uncontrollable thing that your body does it's like it's like having a fucking period like i can't just turn my period off right, right
0: exactly so that brings me into my next question um how do you help women get rid of some of the shame around self-pleasure?
1: Yeah, so a lot of conversations for sure. Yeah, um, it, and it's hard for me to give a blanket, you know, answer to this because everybody's background is is different. Um, but just depending on if you have trauma in your background, if there's religion taking place um, that's causing the shame, I mean, it literally could be so many things. So I think reaching out to somebody that is a sex positive advocate, so if that's a counselor, a therapist, or a coach, uh, I think that there's great, great work that can be done with somebody one-on-one or in a group setting even, um, that can help you really get rid of some of that shame.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's super important because I know for me, I I grew up in a religious family, but it wasn't like, you know, beat the Bible type of religion. Um, but also there wasn't a lot of sex talk. All I was. T- was like, if you... Have sex like you can get pregnant and it only takes one time that's what my dad would say that's like what's ingrained into my head it only takes one time but nobody talks to you about like the things that happen during sex like the noises like not to be afraid or like embarrassed if you queef like that's another big thing that has you know what I mean a lot of shame around it it's like god forbid your pussy farts and you don't know what to say yeah. after that yeah you just don't say anything you
1: keep going like it never you, (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah, exactly Um, is there anything you feel like I didn't ask you as far as masturbation goes or anything you wanted to touch base
1: on Yeah, I think just a lot of the benefits that masturbation has. So there are a ton of health benefits in general to masturbating. So, um, you know, for one, when you when you're releasing those endorphins and you're releasing that serotonin in your brain, those are all of your your happy chemicals. Right. And so if people are generally more happier about their life and about what is going on in their life, right, like they're generally nicer people. So if you are, if you're feeling stressed, like masturbation can help that. If you're experiencing period cramps, masturbation can help that. If okay. you have a headache, masturbation can help that. Um, it can help clear up your skin. Like it gives you more glowy, dewyer skin, in fact. Like there's so many, many things that it can help with. Um, and then aside from that, again, like going back to taking that time to explore yourself sexually so that you can have more fulfilled sexual relationships in your life. Um, I just think that that's, that's so important. And, and when you think about the orgasm gap that, that women are a very huge part of, um, it's, it's bullshit. Like, it's bull- yeah. bullshit that men are you know achieve orgasm every time and there's a high percentage of women out there that are faking orgasms every time right like because they're too scared to speak up and vocalize what they want or what feels good or what's not feeling good um or on the same hand of that like vocalizing if you're not in the mood right like saying like yeah. no I'd rather do this or let's not have sex let's do 69 instead or let's um just give oral orgasm that right like sex doesn't always have to be penetration yeah um, and I just think that that's so much more flavor to your relationship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think as far as sex goes, I mean, and that's like in a relationship, but I know there are a lot of people that are single, and I think just in general, men are all just down to hit it and quit it. They're not wanting to put in the work that it takes to get a girl off. And that's fucked. Like you said, like it takes it's like a 15-20 minute warm-up, okay? Let's pretend this body is freaking it's an icicle and you gotta warm her up before you can get her going.
1: Yeah, there's like a, a lock that happens after 20 minutes. Like my vagina fucking unlocks for you to enter after 20 minutes. If, yeah. it, if it was good. Like yeah. if it's not good, like you better switch it up and keep going. It's something else, you know?
0: Exactly. One of my girlfriends, she reached out to me and she was talking to me about how um, normally she's been in a long-term relationship and she um, they have a kid together and everything. And she said that she has trouble staying aroused after having an orgasm. And she wants to continue her arousal afterwards to be able to like have more. But she was kind of wondering how, like, how could she do that? Are there some tips on being able to keep her body aroused and not feeling like she's just done?
1: Yeah, Um, that's actually very common and normal. And it's normal also depending on where you're at in your cycle. So if you are in your luteal phase, yeah, if you're in your luteal phase, which is the longest phase of our menstrual cycle, that's likely going to happen. So if you're either in your, if you're ovulating, you're in your follicular, or you're menstruating, that, those are the phases of your cycle that you're more apt to having those multiple orgasms or back to orgasms. So that would be my first recommendation if she's not yet cycle tracking, cycle track okay. um, to, to see and plan a little bit better. Um, And then I would also say uh, trying to switch up positions or incorporating toys, incorporating dirty talk, role play, like trying something new to get that second, third, fourth orgasm um, can probably really benefit her as well.
0: Right. I feel like one thing for me is. Um when me and my boyfriend have sex I feel like it's an experience. It's not and it's so different than any other relationship I've been in and it's not just to have an or like mindful like be mindful of what I'm gonna say not just to have an orgasm but it's like this whole experience of like of pleasure like no matter how long it takes or like how long it doesn't and I've noticed like those times where we've spent more time just doing what feels good and like backing off or like edging the orgasm that's normally when I have like extended orgasms or multiple orgasms one after another.
1: Yeah, I love that you said that because that's so important. We do put a lot of pressure around orgasm and if you really do take the time to focus like you were saying on the pleasure on the experience and, and practice that mindfulness you're likely going to eventually get to orgasm but like you said it's much more enjoyable and yeah. the hope is that if you want to have multiple that you're able to achieve that
0: yeah that's just crazy girl like some of my friends like laugh at me and they're like dude how do you have sex for three hours I'm like well we're not I mean it sounds crazy but a lot of it is just like sensual you know what I mean like get we get like a Massage oil, candle, and we like melt that and give massages. Or it's not all just like jackhammering, like throwing people around type of stuff. Yes, yes, you need some good ass
1: lube for
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I mean lube for anything. Honestly, let's be honest. There should everybody should be lose using lube. Yeah. that is like the best. I'll never go without it again it makes it literally makes everything feel 10 times better Mm -hmm. like not having to count on yourself or like you know the lubricate the natural lubrication between people we like I recently just found a lube that I love I don't know the brand of it but it's a silicone lube oh my gosh Mm -hmm. we're just like slipping and sliding all over the place (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's fun yeah and that's that's another thing to normalize like you said like talking about what what happens during sex like you said the noises that your body makes the noises that you make like the faces that you make yeah all the things in between and same thing then when you throw a lubricant into the mix it's like all right all those noises and sounds and like positions are about to change 10 so times you just, you know, yeah yeah like, yeah, like, we have a CBD water-based lubricant. And I swear to God, that is like my porn star sex lubricant. Love that thing. I can like do fucking headstands and like egg <laughs> over my head. Like the shit is going down. And I pull out that lube for the, like. That's so funny. You're that. like my body is relaxed. I'm flexed yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God, I've been for the last ten years. Like it is a wild. I
0: love that. Okay, so what are some tips on understanding your partner's needs?
1: Talk about it. Yes, <laughs> that's my that's my super short answer. But um, no, if you are if you are wanting to know, honestly, it is coming down to talking about it. So there is a great uh, resource that you can find online. It's called a want, will, won't list. Oh, uh, my, my business coach actually has a great uh, copy of it. Alexa Martinez. If you if you Google want, will, won't list, hers is the first that pops up. And um, this is a literally a list that you fill out, and it's going to ask you anything and everything that falls under the umbrella of, of sexual encounters. Um, and you will list if you want to do it, if you will do it, or you won't do it. And both you and your partner do that separately, and then together come as a couple and say, okay, so... I don't know why the fuck that popped in my head, but let's say pegging. I put on my list that I will do it, not that I want to do it, not that I won't do it, but I will do it, Um, and he put on his list that he won't do it. Right. So because he had to list it as a want, like we go on to the next thing. So the next thing is mutual masturbation. We both put that we want to do it. Great. Okay. So that's our next date night. Like that's what we're going for. Next date night, we're going to practice mutual masturbation. And then this literally gives you so many new ideas that you can do as a couple. Yeah. It also helps you understand your partner so much better, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you listen to Sex with Emily? Yes okay love her so that's like one thing that she always says is the three t's tone turf and timing and I mm-hmm. absolutely love that because I think a lot of people they want to go into like understanding more like while they're in the bedroom and that's typically not the right place to do it it's being able to like pick the correct time understand that it's coming from like a loving place and like a wanting positive place um and that it's not while you're there in the bedroom, like causing an argument.
1: Yeah, that should be like, you know, before before dinner, while cooking dinner, or after dinner when you're sitting on the couch. And I know I, I feel like I always throw my husband off guard. We'll just be sitting there watching TV. And I'm like, so what do you think about like tomorrow we try some role play? <laughs> yeah. And just know too, you don't, it doesn't have to be to that extreme. It can, it can just be, you know, entering the bedroom as, you know, two different people, right? Mm-hmm. This person. Like, or saying like, okay, so let's pretend that we just met each other at the bar. Like you can set the scene and then enter your bedroom or one of you, you know, come from the bathroom and then it's like scene on basically. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of fun.
0: What are some other, um, spicy things that you can do to spice up your relationship with a significant other?
1: Yeah, well I love that you mentioned massage, that's one of my favorite things to tell couples to incorporate, Um, and I also love that you mentioned a wee vibe, because that is usually our go-to toy, it's also u-shaped like that, but having that inserted vaginally for you to get g-spot vaginal and clitoral stimulation while your partner is massaging you, Um, and a lot of these toys too come with remote control, so they can be controlling that vibrator too. I think that's a great, great way to kind of spice things up. Um, I think the more the more foreplay, the better. So if you're experimenting and you're, you know, experiencing oral favors, and even if you're some, a couple that reaches orgasm uh, through oral favors and penetration doesn't even happen, like that is still a fun sexual experience that you're having with one another. Another. So I would say if you can, if you can challenge yourself to maybe once a week, take, take penetrative sex off the table, but still reach orgasm for each of you. You know, there's so many ideas that come possible uh, for that. Uh, another one of our favorites, if you go again to my freebie thing online, um, that one of the things on there is five ways to get the foreplay that you crave. And with that, I talk about you know sexting with your partner. I talk about taking a bath or a shower together. Um, I talk about this great thing called the three minute game that you and your couple can play. So there's honestly so many different things uh, that you that you and your partner can do to experience new new ideas and things.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Do you feel like there are certain types of connections that a couple can have that? Makes a not only like a sexual connection, um, but like makes a good relationship or makes it easier to stay in a positive relationship.
1: Yeah, I think that the main thing that needs to be present in every relationship is the communication piece. Yeah. So and that goes that goes all all around for, you know, communicating about all the things, but especially communicating about your sex life and and often communicating about it, you know. It, it doesn't just have to be like this once a year thing or you know, around New Year's resolution, you talk about how you want to make changes your sex life. It should be an ongoing conversation. Um, I would say at minimum monthly, monthly check-ins with your partner about what's what working what might not be working what are new things that you want to try what adventures you want to look into as a couple this this month or what goals y'all have with each other I think that that's, there's so much power behind just taking that, you know, 20 minutes, if you will,
0: with each other. Right. And you would think it would be easy for people if you're in a relationship to be able to like have this open, honest conversation um, and not to be like belittled or turn, something that's turned into an argument, but just to be able to be open and honest and talk about what you're wanting, what you're needing from the other person as well.
1: hmm yeah, and a really simple thing to ask is, you know, how how can I how can I provide you with pleasure this week? Yeah, Literally. oh, and I love it. that. That's so, so easy. Right, and that doesn't their answer doesn't have to be a sexual thing, like. My husband can provide me with pleasure this week by doing the dishes for me, right? Like yeah. they, he can provide me with pleasure by mowing the lawn or like by giving me a back rub or a foot massage or drawing me a bubble bath on Wednesday night for my night, for my weekly bath, right? Um, buying me a new book that just came out that I wanted. Like it can be so many different things. Um, and it can also be the sexual things. Like I would love for you to go down on me for a half hour, you know, <laughs> like yeah. go down and get, go on me I reach orgasm, however long that takes. Or I'd love for you to tie me up tonight. I'd love to try a blindfold this week. You know, it could, it could be whatever, literally when you ask it open-ended like that, you, your answers are endless.
0: Absolutely. Well, this, I feel like we covered a lot as far as like sexuality, masturbation. We went over toys. Um, I think that's a lot of info that people are really going to love hearing. So my next segment is listener questions. had a listener write in. She asked, how do you get back into the steamy, the steamy sex and high sex drive after a few months of being flat? Mm, Great
1: question. So I will revert again, definitely to that, uh, four play freebie that I have that three minute game that I talked about is essentially you and your partner sitting down with each other alone and you ask how it's what I kind of just said, but it's how can I provide you with pleasure over the next three minutes, the person answers, then the partners, like they say, okay, I think that, I think that I can wholeheartedly perform that and provide that to you for the next three minutes. Then they ask you. Right. So it's like you both have each other's requests and then you play out the request with each other. Oh. So essentially you're spending, you know, 12 minutes together is what I'm, what you're asking for from each other. But oftentimes when especially for women, when they can finally get what it, what they're wanting and they are able to ask for what they want, um, their partners are into doing that. I find that I've tried with most couples that do that. It definitely is lasting much longer than twelve minutes. Um, but this is a great game too, especially for busy couples. You know, so I would definitely I'm t- i I have to link the four play freebie in there because it is yeah. so. So good and it helps people it even has a little planner at the end of it so it helps you literally fill in your week like which of the five things you want to try within your week and where you can fit those in so if Thursday nights are your free night with you and your partner great this Thursday night this is what we're doing at this time and now you both have that on your calendar so you're able to hold each other accountable. Uh, another perk to this is like, if my husband knows that at Thursday night at eight o'clock, like we're doing, you know, back time together, it's one of our favorite things. He, I find that he also works like to make sure that everything else that he knows on, that was going to cause me some stress or anxiety or reason to maybe push this off. He, he works to help me get those done. So he'll make sure, you know, dogs, dogs are fed if yeah. you have kids. Like they are taking care of kids are with a movie or they're in bed, you know, depending on what time it is. So that's when you can both be on the same page and it gives you something to look forward to in that in that week, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I love that answer. I think that's such a good one. We'll definitely link that down um, in this. The sub, what is it in the bio, the scr- subscription yes. of the episode <laughs> for everyone? The next question I have is. Um, Says, which I feel like could, you know, definitely, this is more of a relationship, something that I think both people are going to have to work on, but we'll see what you (laughs) have to say about it. How do I move past the mental block during sex after finding out my significant other has been disloyal?
1: Yeah, definitely have to talk with a therapist or counselor on that one. That's that I... I can't answer that for somebody I I, yeah I would have to know much more more in
0: detail yeah definitely so I think the short answer is you know find a counselor and be able to both parties be able to understand what the concerns are and how to move forward
1: And I will add a a sex positive counselor and even like a sex therapist or sex counselor, if you will. Um, or if you can find one local to you, because, and even if you can't find one local, there's so many people that are now practicing, you know, teletherapy and things like that. So, um, I just think that there's that that is something that definitely takes some work and practice at. It's not something that you can just be like, okay, I'm I'm over it, we're good. It's not like a flip of the switch type thing. Yeah,
0: it's I completely agree with that. That one's gonna take some work on both ends. If both parties are willing to do it, if one party isn't willing to do it, then you fucking leave him and you find someone else, girl.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I'll say there. My therapy practice. I worked with many couples that were experiencing infidelity, uh, or that had experienced infidelity. And I will say, if they're if the couple is really willing to put in the work and they truly want that change for each other, I have seen couples literally transform their marriages. It's 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 essentially like Esther Perel will say. It's like you're creating your new marriage now. The old marriage, yeah. what you know of your old marriage, your relationship is is gone. Right, that is ended, and now you're working to create this new thing with each other. Um, and I would like to, I'm serious. Like there are some couples that have just like blown my mind at the transformation that they have made and there's their sex life, their marriage, just in general is better than they ever even imagined it could be. Um, and it, you know, this tr- traumatic thing that happened in a relationship really stemmed and like fueled the fire for them.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. But it definitely takes two. Both people got to yeah. work on that one.
1: Yeah. So Hearing what the definition is, I think that that's something where role play could come uh, into play with the couple so or a little bit more exploration in the BDSM and pink realm of things. So if they need to start incorporating something like humiliation into their relationship um, or if depending their openness with each other are they willing to open up the relationship um, to to bring in third parties or you know multiple parties to be able to make the make those desires happen for.
0: Right, with, without having messy. to go outside of the relationship in, like, mm-hmm. a way where it's considered cheating.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I had to look that one up. I was like, I've never heard of this, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, final question. Um... This one's kind of a story. She has a little. I got a little background, so I'm. I'm going to read the whole thing to you. Um, okay. This listener wrote in, and she said, "I'm 26, and I'm in temporary menopause due to having five spots of." endometriosis on my bladder I'm having surgery to get them removed and Endome- endometriosis grows with estrogen therefore they're giving me two shots in the next six months to lower my hormones for the surgery I received mm-hmm. my first shot last month and I can already tell my sex drive has gone down I'm worried that I may have issues of being dry do you have any tips for me to be able to maintain a healthy sex life mm-hmm. yeah
1: for sure um if I can give a person to follow on Instagram, that is a great resource, uh, LJ's powerhouse. Uh, she is an endo warrior and she's also a sex positive um, advocate as well. So she's a great person to look to for guidance and just somebody to just understand what it is that you're going through. Um, but so specifically to the dryness, uh, you definitely wanna start now using a silicone based lubricant um, instead of a water base, if that's what you're currently using or if you're not using anything at all, hundred percent, please switch over to a silicone based lubricant ASAP. Um, and then if you are noticing that already your drive is, um, decreasing, uh, one thing that a lot of my clients find helpful once I suggest to them is actually setting an alarm in their phone. It's like a literally a self-pleasure reminder. Um, you don't have to call it that on your alarm if you don't want to, (laughs) but you know, call it, you know, code pink or like code black, whatever you want. Um, but it's it's honestly, it's like that trigger when that alarm goes off, it, then you're putting that thought in your mind of practicing self pleasure. And maybe some days you take advantage of it and maybe you don't. But it's like it's the importance of it is that you're keeping you're keeping the sex and you're keeping the, the pleasure on the mind. Um, and so if you can, again, this is also important going back to that reactive category when you see that alarm going off. If it's at a time where you legitimately have the time to sit down and maybe practice some self-pleasure routines, uh, you might find that once you get in the groove and going, it might take you a few minutes, but once you get going, you explore that stimulus and that experience, you're going to feel your body become turned on right? Um, and kind of get back to your normal self.
0: Yeah. And then it's kind of like the more often you use it, the more you want it. Like if you, wait, what how does the saying go? It's like, if you don't use it, you lose it, Right. <laughs> no i definitely like that setting an alarm making sure it's like on the top of the mind so that you're you know it's always in there and you you can continue to masturbate and get yourself off and feel more aroused on a daily basis rather than losing that feeling Mm -hmm.
1: and i'll add to exploring exploring outside of the vagina so if you are experiencing, experiencing more with um, nipple stimulation, but if you, have, if you have endometriosis, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that she's probably experiencing a lot of pain with penetration. Okay. Um, so if you want to continue with penetrative things, definitely that silicone-based lubricant. Um, but if, you, if penetration is not a need for you, I would definitely say, you know, getting maybe like a clitoral vibrator or practicing more um, like finger stimulation with the clitoris, either with yourself or asking your partner to do that um, to just help with that, with that pain that you might be experiencing internally.
0: Awesome. I love that. I think that's going to give her a lot of clarity. I'm sure she'll be happy to hear. Um, before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. Um, I hope you had fun. Did you enjoy yourself? (laughs)
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Really, I, 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 I talk about this shit all day. I so know. I know
0: I feel like I learned so much. Like there was just so much information to know and learn. So I think that's going to be great for all my listeners. Um, why? Where can everybody find you?
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, So I am Rachel Maine pretty much everywhere. So you can find me on Facebook as Rachel Maine. Maine is M-A-I-N-E, just like the state. Uh, And then I'm on Instagram as the Rachel Maine. And then my website with all of the freebies that I mentioned is rachelmaine.com. Awesome. And then we'll make sure to plug everything
0: that we talked about in the description for the show. Um, Do you feel like there's anything
1: I didn't get to today? I think this was awesome, and I hope that after hearing this episode, somebody immediately goes to masturbate. <laughs> yes, yes. Get yourself wet, girl. Get that Oh, we, We're here for it. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, if you, if you share with us if you want. I love hearing. I love getting messages. It sounds very creepy. I realize, but I love when women are like, I just listened to this, and I just got off to this, and I'm going to try this. So yes. yeah, we, we love to hear about it for sure.
0: Yes, absolutely. I love hearing. It's so nice when people actually reach out to you, and they're like, oh my God, the episode was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I learned this, or I love that so definitely reach out reach out to me reach out to rachel go follow her on all her socials and continue to watch her journey in the sex industry thank you so much for coming on um that's that's it until next week all right guys we'll see you next monday are you still talking girl stop talking